Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers still have open roster spots. We haven't gotten much motion in that regard. And I'm here to tell you why we might not get it for quite some time. Everybody get settled, get nice and comfortable. We might be here a while. So the other night, because I am a psychopath, it was like 1 o'clock in the morning, and I'm sitting there, <laughs> and I randomly go, did J.J. Reddick get signed yet? <laughs> I'm telling you guys I have a problem. And, and I went and I Googled it. I rolled over. I was literally in bed, and uh, I was just kind of tossing and turning, and you know the random thoughts that creep into your mind when you're tossing and turning. So I roll over, I grab my phone, and I literally Google at 1 o'clock in the morning, hey, <laughs> what's up with J.J. Redick? And I go and I find a quote from his, uh, from his podcast in which he explains why he has not been signed yet. Quote, I feel no rush to make any sort of decision on next season, and I felt that way when the season ended, and I feel that way now. My focus right now is just hanging with my family and enjoying the offseason, and we'll make a decision on next season, what team, what city, etc., probably sometime in the next two or three months. But, you know, I would say pretty much definitively, like, I won't be in a training camp to start the season. It's not going to happen. So, you know, I'll join a team at some point this season and finish the year and try to get a chip. That's the plan. So it sounds like J.J. Redick wants to play. He just doesn't want to do the work necessary <laughs> to eventually uh, play with a team. And, and, and look, he's at that stage of his career where even if he plays, he's probably he's not going to get very many minutes. His play has dissipated fairly substantially over the last couple of years. And, and whoever gets him will probably use him as a break glass in case of emergency type player. Uh, so for Redick, seeing as he sees... The, the writing on the on the wall in that regard, he's only going to probably play on a veteran's minimum contract. He's probably sitting there saying, all right, I'm going to take my time and I'm going to sign the veteran's minimum contract wherever I decide to sign that veteran's minimum contract, whenever I decide to sign that veteran's minimum contract. And so for teams who are still waiting for one more potential shooter that's out there on the market, arguably the best shooter out there on the market, they're probably going to be waiting there for a while. So the question becomes, are the Lakers willing to wait this out? I think it's going to depend on the player. So for J.J. Redick, I, I'm not sure that they would necessarily leave an extra open roster spot. Because remember, they already want to go into next season with 14. So that means they would go into the season with 13 and if they do that, they in order to keep a roster spot open for J.J. Redick, that risks, well, if you don't get him, then you're really kind of thin at the end of your roster. And yeah, you can always add somebody at that time, but what names, what what was the uh, opportunity cost in, in doing so? So for the Lakers, I think for J.J. Redick, I, I would imagine, because he's already, he's already said that he prefers to be in Brooklyn. He's an East Coast guy, um, and and... Yeah, he's going to talk with his family about where he might go next and all of that. But if I had to predict how this might play out, I would probably go out on a limb and say that he probably goes to the East Coast somewhere. Yes, he wants to pursue a, a championship, and Brooklyn gives him that opportunity. Uh, so for the Lakers, because of maybe intel they have on J.J. Redick and because 
of the type of player that he is, where he is at his career, and the type of players that they have on their roster, I just don't see them waiting around for, for, for Redick at this stage. That doesn't necessarily remain the case elsewhere around the league, though. Remember Wes Matthews? <laughs> it's been really quiet on that front, right? Uh, Paul Millsap, there was a report that he is holding out for more than the veterans minimum uh, deal, and and he's hoping that Golden State offers him that. There was a list of names that are are tied to Paul Millsap. Lakers weren't on it. That kind of struck me as interesting. Uh, but basically, we have reached the point of the season or of the offseason where the free agents who the Lakers might have interest in, if they were truly actually interested, they would have signed already. And then for the from the player side of things, if the, the if a player who was still available at the higher end of the list of the you know top available free agents, uh, if that player decides that they are interested in a team, they would probably just go and ink that contract right now. Unless for a couple of reasons, like we just talked about with J.J. Redick, maybe a, a veteran doesn't necessarily want to go through a full grueling uh, training camp, given the role that they're going to play anyway. Uh, maybe a, a veteran is, is hoping to sit out a, a little of the season and, and see what teams suffer injuries and uh, then figure out what role is best, for, best suited for that player at the stage of their contract that they're at. Any number of factors here could be a play, but I think generally speaking, I know I, I get asked to this at least a couple times a day. Hey, what are the Lakers going to do with their roster spots? Uh, I, honestly, right now, I think they're going to be patient and I think they're going to wait this out and I think they're going to figure out uh, they have another few weeks or so uh, to figure out what they want to do with those spots. And, you know, I thought it was interesting that they had that uh, list of point guards that they worked out. And then the news just just kind of dissipated. I, I think that's probably an indication of how those workouts went. So I think for the Lakers, they're basically just going to sit back here. Not only, by the way, do they have uh, veterans minimum contracts just like everybody else, but as the season rolls along, they are going to have more money when the prorated veterans minimum amount dips below uh, the nine hundred thousand dollars that the Lakers now have uh, in their in their uh, taxpayer mid-level exception that they uh, the gap between the money that they spent on Kendrick Nunn and the uh, most amount of money that they could spend there. So several factors here, both on the terms of the Lakers and on terms of the players. Uh, and at the end of the day. This is probably going to roll on a little while. I just figured I would update everybody, just given how often I get asked the question. All right, that's going to do it here for the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. I do want to direct you guys in the direction of some good stuff on SilverScreenAndRoll.com. We are uh, still just kind of putting together quotes and giving our thoughts on those quotes at the website, Jacob Rude. Uh, wrote about how Wayne Ellington studied Ray Allen, Rip Hamilton, and Reggie Miller uh, to figure out how to move better off of the ball and and better position himself to be more effective in, in that part of the game. That was some good stuff. Uh, and then on this feed, I spoke to Samus Fondiari of the Light Years podcast. Uh, he covers the Warriors. He and I go way back in terms of this in industry, so we had a really fun time 
analyzing the matchup between the Lakers and the Warriors, and this might finally be the season that uh, the Lakers and Warriors are at least somewhat close to each other and also good basketball teams. That doesn't happen very often. So check that out as well. Until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.